Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Rosé Room. Kasha and I are really excited for today's episode because we're going to take it easy today. (laughs) We're going to current events, right, Kasha? We are definitely going to do some current events. Um, Taylor has been away from me for what seems a very long time. And obviously, if you listened to last week's episode, it was just Keith and I dropping some men who maintenance knowledge on you. But today we wanted to talk about current events. Yeah, it's not something we really do. And I've been in Napa getting us an amazing wine sponsor. So that's coming soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you follow us on DeRose Beauty Refinery or on either of our personal accounts, you kind of got to see a little bit of my trip through Sonoma because we're trying to find a winery that's local and like a mission we kind of resonated with instead of just a big wine sponsor. So, all right, everybody, Rosé Buds, let's jump in today's episode. All right. So um, a couple interesting headlines jumped out at us the past couple of days, and we wanted to a laugh with you guys, but b also talk to you about it. So we're going to start with the first one, Al Pacino. It's the women tinks. No, we're not. We're going to start with what's happening in your apartment. I told you a million times. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Um, you guys, I come to first of all, I'm I'm rushing from downtown. I've just done a bunch of like makeup clients. It's raining. It's the color run. Everybody's trying to ruin my life. Um, and Cashin's like, Taylor, you have to get over here. My neighbors are fighting. And I was like, oh, I don't live in a place where neighbors fight like that. And if they do, it's like, you know, on the street, like, you know, round them up style. So uh, uh, what's happening, Cashin? I just, I get here and all I hear is a lot. It's a lot of stomping. It's a lot of <laughs> slamming of doors. It's a lot of like cussing, still vacuuming. Calling. Yeah. Um, so to give you guys some context, um, it's not like I live in Fight Club, um, but there is a neighbor that has really, really started to cause me to unravel personally. They are up at all hours. They start vacuuming and or working out um, at 3.30 in the morning every single day on the dot, on the dot. And then today, I would, I literally just wanted like a 20-minute cat nap before Taylor came over because I'm so tired. And they started having a domestic dispute. And I'm just like frozen in my apartment just trying to listen to what they're saying. And it's just, we get no rest. We get no respect and I'm just really over it. So yeah, that's what we're dealing with. They're still fighting, by the way. Uh, slamming doors, vacuuming. And we had to literally resolve to sit in our closet and do <laughs> the podcast I, episode in I here. I love that we fight. And I love that, you know, like every couple fights. But I, I never realized, like, if you're fighting in an apartment, people can hear that. Like, it's not. Yeah. And if you're fighting on the first floor, like, sound travels, man. So it's oh, like me. I'm listening. I know the people next to them are listening. It's like I I can't be the only one accosted in this whole experience. I I'm already so told you what we're doing. We're writing a bunch of different handwritten letters. Yeah. Being like, I hate when you vacuum at 330. <laughs> you're really loud with whatever man that doesn't live with you. Because uh, I just can't with these people. It's very disappointing. I'm, I'm like, how? But it's funny and hilarious. And I'm sad that you're not like either louder or the fridge isn't quieter because it's the sweet spot of misery that I don't know what's going on. I know I so we wanted to really just like let you guys get a little taste of what it is that we deal with every day when then she comes over. I mean, she doesn't really have to deal with it every day. I do like these people are really just starting to work the last nerve. I, I struggle with what to do. I feel like they are strategically trying to I make told, me go I would, crazy. I'll go. I'll do it. You know, I'll do it because I don't live here. Yeah. So I'm like, I will pull a ponytail out if I have to. <laughs> like, I think it's so rude and I'm down to be amenable and reasonable and everything in between. But I'm in like the nerve and the audacity on a daily basis to just be. First of all, I don't like cleaning. Second of all, you have to do it very early in the morning. Yeah. So the lesson is. Apartments can be tough. 
<laughs> Apartments can be very noisy if you have like really horrendous neighbors who have no respect. Okay, um, you want this podcast to be good in an apartment, nine times out of ten in a closet. Yeah, maybe you don't come to mind, you know? <laughs> um. So if you guys do hear any of the backup uh, or the, back, the backup noise, the backup noise, the backup dancers, uh, if, you, <laughs> if you guys do hear the background noise. Uh, of the noisy neighbors, uh, you know, it might be cash throwing out of me out of the apartment for drinking out of her glass. Oh, no, it's totally Sorry. fine. So this actually is a great way to roll over into the first story. Speaking of couples, maybe not having it with one another with problems with problems. Al Pacino's ex-girlfriend left him because he's cheap. Hate <gasps> to hear it, you know, cheap like the budgie. Um, So I don't really know how to say her name. It's my tall Dohan slams her nearly 80 year old ex-boyfriend saying all he ever bought her was flowers. Is this the ultimate dating deal breaker? This is so funny to me because all I've ever asked from guys is to buy me flowers. Okay, and this lady can is I just, just preface so something? Can I yeah. just preface something? Mm-hmm. Did she date him 80 years old? Because <laughs> first of all, I would be pissed if I was dating an 80 year old man as a 30 year old woman. And you all you're going to give me is flowers. What is the point of this relationship? Okay, there there's no children. There's no, I have a lot of opinions about cheap people, but like. There's nothing. Why? Why would you date Al Pacino? Like, why? Because he was like, I legitimately couldn't pick him up out of in a lineup. Like, I have no idea who this person is. I know of. Was he not in um that horrendous movie that David yes. movie watched? Yes, all of the Italian movies, correct? Yeah, no, no, no. The mm-hmm. most recent one. What is it? What? It's I'm not on the, the one to ask about movies, Cash. And you already know my history with movies. I know, and I, I can't believe I. It literally was like nominated for something. Literally, all I know is that if you have made that much money and have got on that many award stages and all you got me as a 30-year-old woman was flowers, yes, I would be telling the paparazzi you are cheap as well. I'm sorry, it's not the deal of our relationship. I just want to know, like, is it kind of like the Kardashian flowers? Like, they have these insane... These are like Trader Joe's after buying (laughs) your proms. (laughs) Okay, so I guess the question is, um, is that a deal breaker? Depends okay. on the is he okay. your sugar daddy? Yes, totally disappointing, totally deal breaker. That's is he daddy. just your like run of the mill, run of the mill boyfriend? No, it's nice. Thanks for thinking of me. Yeah, I mean, if you guys are both working class people uh, attaining the same <laughs> things, sharing the load, but like, what is he going to leave her with? Some flowers and like the memory of their relationship when she's forty years old and he's dead? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. There's going to be having some. I want a will. I want a piece of paper. I want an IOU note. I want a post dated check. Any of it? Post-dated checks. Not taking flowers from an um, 80-year-old sugar daddy named Al Pacino. <laughs> and you got SAG credit? No. Get out of here with this. Get out. <laughs> oh, love it. Okay. Well, like I said, I don't really... I could not... If he was standing in front of me and told me he was Al Pacino, and be like, are you sure? Like, I have no idea. And like, he's not I'm, rich either, so you wouldn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I would maybe be enticed if he no. handed me flowers. He's cheap. Didn't you hear it? Cashin out of everything in that sentence, you are not talking to an old man with no money. Okay. 1,000%. Exactly. So that's a deal breaker for you. Old man with no money is how that should have read the title. (laughs) Okay. So we know how we both stand on that particular conversation. All right. So on to the next story. This one I found really interesting because I think these people are just strange that they're dating in general, but also they couldn't be more opposite from one another. So Grimes reveals her plan to prevent her and Elon Musk's child from becoming too spoiled. Send it to my family. My dad, and I know he's listening. He'd be like, oh, you're up by seven. Don't hold up in uh, your Michael room. Michael Cypher at Allstate and Henderson, Nevada can get your child to be unspoiled. But um, yeah, so can Dorinda. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I, I think it's so interesting on out of all of Elon Musk's choices in life that his choice in a mate, I guess is what this is. Mm-hmm. It's not like. It's a girlfriend? Is that what it is? I think they're girl. 
their girlfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend girlfriend. Oh God, you own Tesla and we're still talking in terms of girlfriend, boy. Okay. Anyways, um, you know, I think it's just interesting because she's so beautiful. Like she's interestingly beautiful, like model pretty. You sure. Know? Um, not cash and pretty, but I know it's like, there's <laughs> Oh my God. Pretty. I know you're just like, I, she, okay. Like regardless of how I think she's pretty, the guy who made Tesla thinks she's pretty. And I guess that's really all that matters. But the guy who made Tesla looks like the guy who made Tesla. No, he, but he's like not ugly. Okay, but that's what you're showing me is a picture of the Met Gala. That is as pretty as you can get. All right, listen. This man probably works in Reno <laughs> next to David's fried vodka yeah. thing. It looking homeless. All right, so, fine. So let me go into the story. Grimes is revealing how she's preparing for the arrival of her and Elon Musk's first child together. In a new interview with The Face, whatever that is, the singer is sharing that she and the Tesla creator are already making plans for the future as they await the birth of their baby. For example, the 31-year-old says she's created a digital version of herself so that even as she raises her child, she can still do shows, photo shoots, and more without actually having to physically be present. She explains having a digital body allows me to keep working throughout the later stages of my pregnancy and after I have my baby so I can spend more time with them. It's hard for me to do photo shoots and fit into clothes at the moment, but War Nymph, which I'm assuming is her online persona, is here in your magazine promoting my album for me. She describes, it's so strange. She describes the solution as sorts uh, of sorts as techno-feminism and adds, a lot of my friends aren't having babies because they're worried about their careers and we wanted to find a way to overcome this issue. That particularly is interesting to me because we have talked about that in Women of the Workplace episode where people are hesitant to have kids because of their setbacks and careers. I just don't know that like you're dating like the richest man ever you're a very successful pop star. Like, I can't believe that even she is like, you know what? I, the, I'm going to create a digital version of myself to combat this issue. I One, I think it's very innovative, you know, like to be thinking ahead yeah. like this. Two, no. Yeah, <laughs> just no. I just, you know, be fat and upset like everybody else sitting in your house, minding all the billions of dollars that your boyfriend gets to count at the end of the day. Because realistically, I don't know what it is, but it's, there's something about, you know, I know like, everybody in Hollywood struggles with the concept of having a baby. I think being the type of person that would still want to push yourself beyond that and digitally replicate yourself, whatever that means. Like I have so many, so many questions and thoughts about what, what that, and as like a vendor, like, or if I was casting a model, like, can we just digitally cast like Kendall Jenner now? Like, can we just digitally (laughs) cast GJ to walk down the runway in a virtual I too would like to make a digital representation of myself. Um, yes, to show up to work and pretend. And be very me. skinny. I really like this idea of like maybe a projected version of myself. I think I, I'm not hating it. It's a slippery slope, Cash, because really you have to think about like how that, you know, you're augmenting yourself to look normal. Like, and then you're going to get pregnant and fat and then use that augmented self. And I think it's worse than just facing what the reality of being pregnant and hated is. <laughs> Then, you know, like, oh, the psychology <laughs> behind your, you know, your, what what do they call those? It's an, it's an avatar. Yeah. It's like an avatar, right? Totally. This is not, I'm sorry. This is just past my generation. I am really struggling to even accept Tesla cars, nonetheless, this <laughs> ridiculous invention. All right, guys. So I wanted to interrupt you because I really just am so jealous and I can't even stand it anymore. So Taylor has the best skin I have ever seen. And if you've seen her Instagram, if you've seen her in person, you definitely know that she doesn't wear makeup. And it's because she doesn't have to because she takes Holy Dose, right? It's true. Holy Dose has been an awesome addition into my beauty routine. And I have been recommending it to my clients. 
If you're struggling with your skin or your hair or your nails, I always feel like people are trying to get the best of vitamins and stuff like that. But I've noticed such an increased difference with Holy Dose and with the collagen powders. Taking it in powder form is just so much more potent and it has other additional types of vitamins that have just been really giving me the results I want. So if you're interested in joining our amazing sponsor for this podcast, Holy Dose, make sure you sign up with their newsletter or visit holydose.com. That's W-H-O-L-Y-D-O-S-E.com. And what's our code, Cashin? Our code is DUROSE for 10% off your purchase. And that's D-E-U-X-R-O-S-E. That's D-E-U-X-R-O-S-E for 10% off your purchase so you can get glowing skin like Taylor. All right, now back to our show and keep the flattery coming. Yeah. (laughs) The artist also says that this will protect her and her mental health from the onslaught of negativity she faces from people on social media. I hear about how ugly or stupid or annoying I am every day. It's sort of like being in an emotionally abusive relationship after a while. It takes a toll, Grimes shares. Right now, though, the singer is feeling more drained from manifesting a human soul, aka being pregnant, than anything. She says that now more than ever, she finds herself getting tired way more easily, as is expected when you're seven months pregnant. As for her plans post-pregnancy, Grimes is revealing that she's going to be more low-key than most would ever expect. Despite being a self-proclaimed raver, oh my God, this is the best part of the article, by the way, the the singer says she doesn't see herself raving with her child. Instead, she'll let it go to raves on its own. Children need oh, as to opposed get... to what? <laughs> Children? Children need to get into raving. Are there baby I don't, raves? I don't think uh, that's what I'm saying. Oh my god! Just imagine it's all the like, little babies with diapers. Look <laughs> at the raves. Rave. <laughs> Children need to get into raving, but I don't think I'll rave with my kid. I don't think kids and adults need to rave, rave together. She explains. I mean, that I surely can agree. Whatever happened to lying to your parents? What happened to that? Yeah, like you I, don't need to tell your parents about a rave and. And you don't need to tell your kids about a rave. If you're yeah. going to pop Molly and roll on an EDC weekend, like, I don't think your kid needs to know that about you. It's so interesting. She says, I don't have a problem with late bedtimes or nocturnalism, unless there's some health risk I should know about. I have several thoughts about that statement, but okay. The baby has already it's been exposed books. to a lot of techno in the womb. Love to hear oh, it. Oh, great. That being said, Grimes shares she might be periodically sending her kids to live in the woods with her grandpa, where they will do lots of physical labor in the cold and whatnot. Where will they eat their genetically engineered corns? Yeah. <laughs> How will they buy their beautifully, you uh, know, freezer dried chickens? It's in the desert really or crazy. The, in the woods. She says, of course, this doesn't or she doesn't view this as punishment, but more of a way to ensure they aren't too spoiled. I, I can personally say that I would I, too, would rather be doing physical labor in the cold than go to a rave. <laughs> um, I might be alone in that, but that's just how I'm feeling. So I'd rather go sober to a rave and watch other people rave. That's my favorite thing about going to ADC. Every year I'm forced to go to that for my job, you know, for makeup. And I'm like, I just, why am I, why would people A, pay for this? And if you go to ADC, okay, it's nothing personal. Um, It just seems like a bit much at this great age. Oh my God, is this a picture of them? No. Oh, that's our next story. I was going to be like, what happened to you on? Um, But it's just, I don't know. Would you, okay, back it up. Number one, I like her for one reason. One, super open-minded. Two, can deal with difficult people, a.k.a. Elon Musk, which means she may be more difficult than him, which I hear could be hard. So Mm -hmm. props to her. (laughs) Um, And two, and three, like, I don't even know. This story really confuses me about the raves. We got to go back to the raves. The rave of it all is a little crazy to me. But, you know, she's like, I guess in her mind, being exposed to raves is 
almost essential to your de- development. I, that's kind of and how what I about that. what is kids? What's the definition <laughs> of kids? I'm just like how. At what age kids? are you sending your kids to a rave? That's that's because yeah. really you have to be 18 years or older, I think, to go to EDC. Yeah, I think so. And I honestly like, didn't read a manual or anything because I just like avoid it like the plague. And for those of you who don't know what EDC is, lucky folk. Electric um, Daisy. Electric Carnival. Daisy Carnival. It's literally this huge rave that they have out by the motor speedway in Las Vegas in the middle of summer. I don't know why they choose to do this. They've chosen to do it in May now. Too it's many still dead hot. People. Guys, like it's hot. Like you need to do it when like it's hot here all the time. Like you can't. It doesn't start, by the way, until like nine PM. So it's like the, it's like a night rave. That's no, that's not true. But uh, okay, still, first of all, there's there's no raves because you can't be out. You need secret service. Like you're Elon Musk. Like you have private thoughts and secrets and things. You can't be out at raves anymore. Your life's over. And that's what I really feel bad for her about is I think she's really thinking that she gets to have this experience like that is as whatever free and whatever version of nonsense she thinks that motherhood's about to be because I don't think that's going to be the case when you have a billion dollar baby like me and you weren't born with that much on our head. So no. I'm like, I don't think you're going to be able to be sending your very expensive like child like, asset. Yes. To yes. EDC. I don't think she realizes like she's producing something that has great value. Yeah. I'm very con- <laughs> I just can't even imagine my family encouraging me to go to a rave at a young age because they felt it was um, pertinent to my upbringing. I just can't like my dad telling me, hey, you should really go to rave, but we're not going to go together. And Elon Musk is like 50 years old. So this is the other problem that I have. She's 31 and he's 51 or something like that. Yeah. And like 20 years age gap. And I'm like, these are, this is like a millennial making a Gen Xer look real dumb. That's what's <laughs> happening right now. Like, no, like, no. Boo boo, you built PayPal and Tesla. Don't let that lady run you around. <laughs> Come nonsense. See? See what pretty does to men? This is the problem. This is, this is the problem. Oh my God. I couldn't agree more. Um, okay, so I want to talk about the next story because oh, okay. I am obsessed we were with this. Into this, we have we actually had to pull ourselves out of this um, rabbit hole of Amanda Bynes <laughs> before we came on to do this podcast. Um, so, if any of you guys are familiar with Amanda Bynes, which I'm sure most of you are, um, definitely one of my childhood favorite actresses. Like, I was so jealous. Like, she was so pretty. She was in all the best movies. Had the best show on what Nickelodeon? Yeah, so amazing! Oh my gosh, I forgot. Yeah, the Amanda that's show. Where she started. Amanda, 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 Amanda. That's that's tough. Yeah. Anyways, so she obviously spiraled like not that long ago, and we all saw it, and I hate to see it. Um. So if you guys follow her on Instagram, I personally saw a couple of videos that she did. It was so strange. So this article says Amanda Bynes speaks out on the conservatorship and cost of treatment. Okay, so we want to talk about Amanda Bynes and what conservative conservatorship is yeah because conservatorship is actually like to put it really easily it's basically like adult guardianship Mm -hmm. mainly to do with finances Mm -hmm. so it's when somebody is obviously wealthy and mind you i think this one started at the age of 10 right like amanda yeah she's like a child actress so when you start at 10 because of all the things that have happened in history if you're a hollywood actress that actually has to be put in a certain account for you so, like, if you're 10 years old and you're working in Hollywood and you're getting a paycheck, you can't just, like, have that money. Um, so what's happened here is she basically lost her mind, right? Yeah. Along the way. And I know you're going to read the article. But now, yeah. conservator- conservatorship, because she was that Britney Spears meltdown, but mm-hmm. also got her money from, like, childhood. 
Okay. Interesting. Okay. So Amanda Bynes is not happy about the cost of her medical treatment and wants to speak to a judge about the terms of her conservatorship. The 33-year-old retired hairspray and she's the man actress. Uh, actress's mother has had control over her affairs and finances since she first underwent personal and legal turmoil that landed her in a drug and mental rehab facilities uh, several years ago. The conservatorship is reportedly set to last at least until this August and Bynes in the meantime continues her treatment as an outpatient. Today, I want to talk about my controversial topic, my conservatorship case. I've been going to a treatment center that charges $5,200 a month, which is mind-blowing to me. Uh, Bynes said in a video posted on Instagram on Friday night, there's no reason why I shouldn't go to a therapist who takes my insurance for $5,000 less a month. This is why I've asked to see the judge next week regarding this conservatorship issue. Thanks so much for hearing me out, she said. I'm sorry that this is what I'm dealing with, and I'm sorry that I put my problems onto the internet, but this is what life has come to. So thank you guys so much for always supporting me. Love you all. Peace out. I appreciate your love and support. Love you guys. Bye. Okay, how <laughs> bizarre, to say the least. Um. Okay, so how do you feel about this particular happening? Because I know that there's like an after, there's like a caveat okay, to this. Okay, so people her. are like loving the transparency i think that she's been showing her fans lately like she obviously had like some serious social media meltdowns in the past couple of years what like starting in 2013 um when i saw her photo now she's like unrecognizable she's got really dark hair obviously box dyed sorry but i'm saying it um she has two face tattoos and she has a what is that a septum piercing hate to see it girlfriend uh, hate to see it my <laughs> sadness with amanda Bynes is twofold it's sad that you know child stars start working at 10 years old they did a comparison in one of the articles we were reading to her and britney spears and it's weird because britney spears also started at like 11 mm -hmm. you know went into being really famous and both of them at 26 year olds just it, it went to the crapper <laughs> for them and i think it's a, a sentiment to how you know the dissection of hollywood or being in the paparazzi or having you know to go through your weird 14 year old awkward stage when you first kiss a boy and you know, you want to wear your clothes, but, you know, you're fat or you don't have boobs or whatever it is. And then all the way through early dating life, every bad choice, like everything ever has been recorded for her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me, she wasn't as big of a, you know, I think she was amazing in a lot of the Disney types of stuff and um, stuff like that. But I always just never identified being tall, thin with eyebrows. Yeah. Um, like that. <laughs> so I was like, what? I'm like, your eyebrows are so thin. That's what I always thought. But I think now that she's grown up and gone through like, oh, my gosh, mental breakdown of the century plus drug addiction, which yeah. I think is a big one for millennials. You know, it's like you're trying to get rid of your problems. You're trying to do all that. And I don't know. How do you feel about like the fifth? She's like fifty two hundred dollars a month. Like, what do you what do you think? I think that's a lot of money. I mean, I know with these face tattoos, it might not be enough. <laughs> I, the, I think because she had to spend so much money on her conservatorship, like she had no more money for a quality face tattoo. That's why it looks like a stencil. It looks as though she had done it herself. I, I'm just really mulling over her finances because I just don't understand how this can carry out. Like, how did anybody mandate this amount for her? She looks crazy. I, it's not even that. It's like, what does she do with it? And that's that's really where our, my next point in the story comes because she kind of announced during this phase that she was getting engaged. Yeah. And I think that is where I'm really like, okay, so like you are already on the bender, honey. Like it looks because she got sober, you know, she went to rehab. She was doing well. She was advocating for so sobriety. 
she's been instrumental in, you know, whatever social media apology tour she's had to been doing since. Oh, yeah. For calling everybody ugly. ugly. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I might just do that and not. I was just going to say, I breakdown. feel like if I have a mental breakdown, I too am going to go on your ugly rampage. So it might not be during a breakdown. That just might be one day. It just like might be one day I had it and yeah. I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> and it's not because I take too many drugs. So or am anything. No, but, I'm just fed up. Me too. And I'm I, like I said, I find this particular case just like hard to like give a judgment on because I don't think $5,200 for mental care, seeing the bills that I've seen in my life, like is as bad as it really sounds if she's that mentally ill. Like if you're going to see a psychiatrist every single day or every other day, I'm like apartments cost more than this. And, you know, those people have PhDs and you have to be on the phone with them when you're talked off a ledge. So I'm like, First of all, where can I get care and what insurance for $200 worth of psychiatric? $5,000 less? There's psychiatric care that could deal with you for $200 a uh, month? Well, I think you just highlighted that. Like, there is psychiatric care that can handle her particular Yeah. Issues. No one else has, like, these new face tattoos <laughs> and a history of drug abuse and calling people names on the internet. I know. Like, and, and, you know, and I'm not saying that her parent is perfect because obviously I don't know. Like, I, there are cases where people do really abuse this type of power. But she used this platform today to say she was engaged. No, it's true. Um, And reports say that they had only known each other for about three months and they met in the rehab that they're both attending. So and it's not promising. OK, so let's add this equation. So you got new face tattoos. Yeah. You got a septum piercing. You got box dyed hair. Mm-hmm. You got a ring that we all know he didn't buy her. And they've known each other for three months. And then you're like, great idea, Amanda. Let's just go ahead and like get married. And is he the one who's like pushing her to like reduce her bills? Like, why is this a thing now? Like, Is she, you know? Yeah, no, I get it. I have no idea. I just, the whole thing is a little cringy for me. Like, I really want to root for her, you know. Me too. Her resurgence. But still, it's just like, girl, like, please just keep it offline. Like, it's so embarrassing to watch. Um, And it's just like, why would you want to tell somebody that you were in a conservatorship that was... One that's really private, that's like admitting to people that a judge didn't find you mentally capable of handling your entire life, which is a big legal statement. (laughs) And two, I don't know how you think that another judge would just be like, cool, Amanda, you're looking so great. (laughs) You got to go into court. You look like you're doing well. (laughs) It's like, what kind of cover up is that going to be? Could you imagine if Amanda buys this, like, come do my court makeup? Oh, my God. (gasps) I just. I should reach out. You should reach out and be like, like, hey, girl. I know how to cover that tattoo. I think I think to it's not even really that it's a face tattoo. It's that it's a bad one. Like it's I, a heart on her cheek. It's but okay. But one side of the heart is nice. The other one they cut it short. It looked like they took their time on one side, <laughs> rushed it on the other, and then the end. And then there's one above the same brow, which looks as though it could be a small filled in circle, or it's a small filled in heart. All equally as ugly. Oh my god! I don't see know what's going on. because she probably felt the social media pressure because Amber Rose is hot. So everybody's getting face tattoos. So Amanda, too. I feel so bad. And I, by the way, let's talk about Amber Rose's face tattoo. I know that's not on the agenda, but I just want to talk about face tattoos. I think that it is very on brand for her. Would I advocate that everybody goes out and get a face tattoo? Absolutely not. Um, But it's not that she's the only celebrity doing it right now. And uh, listen, I'm not on the like face tattoo trained by I am any not means i think this yeah i mean i even have a tattoo and i forget about it all the time and like i not that i regret it but would i get another one the answer is no i can't imagine 
that I would be at peace knowing that one day I really went out and got a face tattoo. And then 30 years later, I'm still at peace with this face tattoo. Like I just, I know that I'm not going to be okay with it. So, you know, to each their own. She can start using retinol. <laughs> we know, we know a place where the you things get it. These women have to deal with. I swear. Al Pacino's cheap. Uh, you got the other one who's like techno. And then you oh, got yeah. Grimes. Yeah. And then you got this one over here. Who's like face tattoos for everyone. Just is like not good. Women are not the Me Too movement's really getting to people right now. Oh my god! I, yeah, they're going on the other spectrum. But it's, that also leads us into our next story: the Me Too of it all. Harvey Weinstein. <gasps> dun, he, dun, dun. I don't know if anybody has seen a photo of him recently, but Harvey, he legitimately Harvey, looks. Harvey. Harvey looks like how I feel when I've had too many vodka sodas the next morning. Like just totally accosted by a large truck. Minus like, the rapes. My, yeah. <laughs> and he's got a walker now and it's very interesting. I know that oh. he, I think he had gotten in like um, a random car accident unrelated to random. obviously. Yeah. In quotations. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, you know, one would think that it's also kind of like a crux to use to make him look a little bit more um, yes. helpless. Yes. Yeah. He paid that good lawyer fee right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's that good lawyer fee. That's that. That's that OJ money right there. Uh, okay. So I definitely want to talk about this because we have talked about the Me Too movement as well in previous episodes and how it is a very important topic to talk about because it happens so widespread. And it's not just these people jumping on the bandwagon. Like I <clears throat> have said before, like I have never been in a position at work where I wasn't in some capacity I don't know, approached inappropriately by a male coworker or a male superior. So that is something to, this is something that I find really, really close to the, close to. All right. So I wanted to interrupt the show to really tell everybody just how jealous I am about Taylor's lip filler, because no matter what I seem to do, my lips don't really look like hers. And honestly, I've had it and I'm sure that you have too. You're just basically the most dramatic person because if my cheekbones could resemble yours, we would be on a different playing field. But I feel like that's every sentiment a woman has. If you are looking at your best friend and she has a feature that you don't uh, and you want to kind of figure out how you can enhance some of yours, go ahead and come in for a consultation today with one of our nurses or our medical estheticians. Skin, injections, makeup, any of it. Make sure that wear your hotspot anytime you visit Vegas. You can get your free consult today in clinic with any of our staff using the code Rose Room. That's R-O-S-E-R-O-O-M. Let's get back to the show. So, Cashin, I'm going to read you a little bit from E! News because there is some updates in this jury trial. So, if you don't know, Harvey Weinstein, big Hollywood name, um, was alleged and is currently going through trial um, for some very heinous crimes that all have to do with sexual assault of women. So, if you're interested in learning about that, it is not a fun afternoon, let me tell you. Been there, done it, got the t-shirt. He's just a really intense man and always has been described and you know, is obviously on trial due to enough evidence to make that happen. So, all right, the jury and Harvey Weinstein's trial appears to be divided, which to me, I'm kind of, I don't even have to read this article and know it's probably an unequal ratio of women to men on this jury. Yeah. Okay, E! News can confirm that the panel of five women and seven men mm, won the wrong way. See, we should have done six That's and six. That's what I'm saying. Uh, sent a note to the judge Friday afternoon asking what to do if they could not reach a verdict on two counts of predatory sexual assault. The jury, however, was unanimous on the other charges. Okay, so he is getting, you know, something. something. Um, but I think that his penalty is going to be pretty hefty even on other charges. Even if it's like two predatory like counts, that is like not even the tip of the iceberg. We, the jury, request to uh, understand if we can be hung on one 
and or three and unanimous on the other charges. So basically they're like, well, one person's being terrible. Three people are willing to change it. <laughs> and, and, and if we all have to get it together and kill one juror, we will. Yeah. <laughs> um, the jury asked accordingly to Friday. After conferring with attorneys, court officials instructed the jury to continue to deliberate into the afternoon. So that's like the judge telling all these little kids to go back in there and decide what is going to happen to their little brother. Uh, the jurors have been deliberating since Tuesday morning. Earlier in the week, the group has sent a note to the judge asking for the legal meaning in terms of forcible compulsion. Uh-oh. Harvey has pleaded not guilty in the case that's con consistently denied any and all allegations of non-consensual sex, which I think he is not going to make it out of because obviously they're like not disputing other charges. So it's interesting uh, <clears throat> because a jury is trying to do what a jury needs to do. I could only imagine. What I don't know. Like. I mean, I guess I'm so torn in this. Like these cases seem so cut and dry to me. Um, and obviously a lot of that has to do with the media, which is why it is so hard to find these impartial juries. But this is a no brainer to me. Like th this person, like how can you be so dead set on three charges that are so similar to what it is that they're unsure about? I guess that's what I'm trying to say. That doesn't make any sense to me. I just got a jury duty, jury duty summons um, for the end of March, and I'm hoping it might be something like this because I would like to be the lead juror because I'm very partial. The captain. <laughs> the captain. The jury captain. I go in there. There's a like, name for it. I know. I forget. I forget too, but I'm going to go in there and say that I don't want to do it unless foreman. I'm the lead. Foreman. foreman. There you go. Oh, the but you're foreman. not into that. You're not into construction work. <laughs> I am when it's like when it's jury work. when it's judge judging work um first of all you were like can dad write me a note to get out of jury duty so I don't believe you I know it's true but then also like can I get some deets on the case also like yeah. can you put me on a murder trial though that's what I okay that's what I'm saying like, I'm it's only like, showing up if it's legit yeah I have to call I'm I harass them and I'm like listen um reserve my jury summons for something that like I will totally be involved in like I would love a high profile murder case I would yes. love a nice kidnapping a salacious bank robbery anything to get us on my favorite murder yeah i mean for real though <laughs> i love it i love true crime podcasts if you know me at all you know that i consume it on a regular basis so like you know something like this would be so interesting but like please don't have me come in for like a traffic ticket like i will well, be so upset but that's the thing about juries is i think it's a hard thing to decide especially when it's about sexual assault happening on you know these he said he said she said mm -hmm. cases you know he has been alleged to actually have raped people yeah. So, you know, if if this has been the continuity within Hollywood, it's not even a direct reflection on Harvey Weinstein because that's like, yeah, yeah, we all know like bad guy. But like this is a culture in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And I think that's for me how it would be hard in a trial, because I'm sure that they're learning that everyone acts like this. You know yeah. what I mean? Like like friends alike, people who they work with, vendors, you name it. This is a very common theme in Hollywood. And I believe that's like really where Me Too has come from. Right. Like we've seen this case so long ago come out of the Me Too movement. Totally. But I also think that it's important to realize that we're in an age where people are forced to be more cognizant of their behavior towards one another, especially when it comes to their vocal opinions, their behaviors about groups that they don't belong to. Right. So, like, I don't care if the seven men who are sitting on the bench feel like maybe, oh, well, my friend kind of does that or I kind of do that. So maybe it's not a big deal. It's like, no, this is your opportunity to see that. This is a huge deal and that men and offending women need to be accountable for their actions and mindful of how they come across to women. It's not OK. Well, and this is all workplace ideal. Like this is all mm -hmm. things that are set in workplace, things that have to do with livelihood, money, parts and movies, careers, like everything. So this is, 
you know, when we're talking about predatory compulsion um, or forcible compulsion, you're really, you know, having to think that women are at an equal advantage already. And then to have to fight for that with sexual advance is extremely um, culturally norm. Yeah. And I think that's like, like I said, I think this is really the shot on Hollywood and why Me Too has been such a huge movement in California, because the culture there has been women have no power and are meant to do everything that, you know, men are to do, if not more, be thin, beautiful. It's like the modeling, right? Mm-hmm. Same in New York City. We're seeing a lot of this in what we just saw in the camp, the debate for Dem- Democrats, you know, oh, yeah. Michael Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. These are huge things. The society has said, OK, people over the age of 55 mainly white men in America can behave and act in any fashion that they want. And there's no ramification. And it's not just ramification to women. It's ramification against everyone. My, Donald Trump just got through impeachment. And whether you like him or not, there was evidence on both sides that he committed those allegations. Mm-hmm. But in essence, it was like, who cares? And I think this is this is the pinnacle moment. Harvey Weinstein is just another pinnacle moment for us. Um, I am not like I'm politically neutral. Like I don't have yeah. an opinion either way. Um, I don't vote in that manner, but I do think that, you know, we are meant to respect women and men equally. And if you rape somebody, if you men or women, like if that is something you have a um, preference towards white collar criminals, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. I think it's just all about held accountable. Oh, uh, and I just don't think that we are going to see that until um, many, many years. I mean, I tell all the time i'm like segregation is something that my mother like went through like my mom sat on a bus with all black children her entire life because she was half black and i just don't think you know i i want women to have these advancements i want these you know civil rights movements to really pay off in our lifetime but i mean like we're really seeing you know fruits of labor in a movement that won't be for generations above you know well i also think it's interesting that a lot of these people who are being brought to justice aren't people our age Right. Like that's that's a testament to us, not the tolerance of our generation, the generation below us is just not there for that kind of behavior. And so you start to see these the more uh, these subgroups of people who have felt totally disregarded, totally disenfranchised now being able to come into more visible space. So important. Um, And that's why these election debates also we're going to talk about the Mike Bloomberg of it all. I love that. It is so so funny. Okay, so I actually miss this. But uh, my boyfriend told me about it. And then I've been seeing, like, obviously memes about this and articles, snippets everywhere about it. And then you watched it. So yeah, let's I, talk I about watch it. it all. I actually watch it all. I know I'm weird. Um, no, and I feel like such a sucker because I was like, I kind of got on board with Mike Bloomberg. Not that I wanted to vote for him, but I appreciated his efforts in coming in and, like, trying to be relevant with social media. Did you see yeah, this? I mean, yeah. he owns the news. And that's, like, the thing here. So when you have people who control the media... Um, you know, Harvey Weinstein, Michael Bloomberg, not that they're in the same category, but I mean, social media is now the way of which we see everything. Like you said, I don't watch the news. I don't watch all that. So um, the voice that we're seeing right now is a lot of no one can stop you because they don't control that media. So Mike Bloomberg was on stage at the Democratic debate. Um, It was his first time. And they've been debating since there were 20 candidates. So, yeah, you know, they're all fighting for who's going to be the Democratic Party uh, nominee. And Mike Bloomberg and, of course, Elizabeth Warren are side by side on a stage. And uh, Mike gives this awesome statement of empowerment to women and how he has a great workplace. And, you know, he's very proud of Bloomberg billion dollar news. And, uh, yeah, Elizabeth Warren was like, well, then why don't you release these nondisclosures from all this wonderful work that you've been doing about sexually related cases in your workplace? 
she's like, I'll give you this debate like now. And he, you know, obviously like not attending a debate has not done him any justice. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, "Um, I haven't done this since the third grade, but uh, basically he doesn't have to argue because this is a political act of money. You know what I mean? Like to not have to debate at all on a stage whatsoever uh, until five nights ago is shocking to me. I know. It's it's another t- statement to if you're 75 year old white man with the right amount of money in your bank account, you can have anything. You can just hop on oh, it. And then they're beefing. They're be like Donald Trump's like that. I love him so much sometimes because he just says like the funniest things that are so rude, but it's funny. He's like, that was the worst debate I ever saw. He was stumbling. Mike Bloomberg, like you suck. Like literally like the president <laughs> of the United States saying how terrible Mike Bloomberg did on his debate. And Mike is like tweeting back, like, I'm coming for you. This is like the class one. Like you have no class. No, oh you God. have no class. I honestly just want to put them in a boxing ring. It's, like, so I, they would make more money than their campaigns. That's what I'm saying. It's yes. just like, I think we need to switch up how these people fundraise. Floyd who? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Oh my God. Oh my no, but goodness. like Mike Bloomberg, I, the only reason why I was like, okay, like I think it's cool um, is because he was basically approaching all of these giant meme accounts, asking them to make memes about him to be culturally relevant. Of course. So I really appreciated that because there is no other candidate other than obviously in 2008 when Barack Obama had Shepard Ferry do the same thing for his campaign. Um you don't see a lot of candidates participating with. I love Cashin's brand analysis of Michael Bloomberg. <laughs> it's true. I, that's why I was like, oh, the connection's cool. Because He's like, I really appreciate how that candidate is really applying himself in social media. I really, branding. I really like how you're trying to go viral. Like, I love do it. appreciate that um, because he shows that he understands um, how big the audience is of our age demographic that's going to be voting. Oh, he doesn't at all. Of the people he Some pays, the, yeah, too, for oh, sure. 1, he pays the right person yeah. for sure. Um, and I think that's a that's a very big thing for me in the way I view candidacy because I don't vote. So it's like yeah. it, it's really like for me when I look at people like Bloomberg, it cracks me up because I'm like, this is like my dad saying that we're gonna let him run Duro's a beauty refinery, like Instagram account. Could you just imagine? It'd be like pictures of Arthur's double chin, like posted on Story at Dude. <laughs> Like, try to figure it out what, what he ate that day. Oh, my like, God. He's a on caliber. Hello? Hello? Is anyone on? Hello? He's on Facebook Live or That's something. That's what a 78-year-old would be doing on Instagram. Oh, my God. Okay, so no. he has he has hired the Princeton graduate of Instagram <laughs> to come work for him because I would, too. Oh. I would, I would too. That's the only way. Look no, at I mean, obviously, like, he was totally embarrassed at the debates. Like, I did see snippets and stills of, like, his face just looking totally defeated. Like, he, his face looked like shattered That's glass. That's like the internet's like, oh, Michael, you want a meme? We'll yeah. show you a meme. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> he, oh, oh I, sorry. Pouring I mean, wine on the Oh, my God. The oh, my okay, God. you're just being ridiculous. Now. Insane. It's okay. At least we drink light wine because it really blends into the carpet and you'll still get your deposit back. <laughs> Oh my goodness. You guys have been so great on this episode of the Rose Room. We've enjoyed talking about the woman tings. Yeah, I love the woman tings. Um, I think that we are going to do a lot more topics focused on this. I know that we do have like a mixed bag of listeners. It's not just women, it's not just millennials. Um, but I do think that us talking about our personal experiences and our personal opinions about being millennial women is really the crux of our show. And that encompasses a bunch of a bunch of, you know, our activities. So like, hey, like the Mike Bloomberg of it all. I appreciate that you're trying to go viral, but I also don't love that Grimes is like trying to make her baby go to raves. I also don't <laughs> there's, really there's a balance. To I don't this. love a face tattoo for Amanda Bynes. Like it's maybe not her Luke, you know, but we'll go. We'll get there someday. Definitely a Luke. 
It's a Luke. Um, but we also have a couple interesting hosts that we're going to be bringing on for interviews over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm happy that this was lighter because we're going to nerd out. Over we are definitely going to nerd out over yeah. the next couple of weeks. So thank you so much for listening. Follow us, like, subscribe, and don't forget to review this podcast. If you need to get in touch with us, it's info at the com. You can also find us on Du Rose Beauty Refinery on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thanks, guys, and we'll see you next week. And on, on Wednesdays, Wednesdays, we drink pink. pink. Oh, 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 oh,